know you grew up as a as as a drummer, you right? Know, you, you, at a young age, so like, I guess, what was your view of worship, perhaps then, and then has it changed to how you experience worship now? Wow, that's a good question. I mean, because when you look at it, you know, as a at the age that I was, I was a young kid, mm-hmm. and how old it, were you when you started playing? When I started playing for the church, I was like nine nine years old, yeah, okay. and so you know your the thought process as a kid is, you know, you don't first of all you don't get opportunities like that back in the day. You don't get opportunities like that, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> you know they the kids weren't allowed on the platform. Kids weren't allowed yeah. to, to to you know to touch the instruments and things mm-hmm. like that. But you know we were uh, in a transition of pastoral leadership. Our pastor. Currently, right now, he uh, was coming in to take over for his father-in-law, which was our bishop, and uh, and so he was looking for fresh meat. He was he was like more of a more of a person that was looking to to to, to utilize the young talent that we had, yeah. and so forth and so on. No one really knew I played the drums except you know a handful of people, and I guess he heard that I you know that I played. So he said, "Hey, on the Tuesday night, he, he said, hey, I want you to come tomorrow night. We're gonna have you know rehearsal. Would you come, you know.'" come and be there and so we did I uh, went and I came and he put me on the drums after rehearsal and uh, everyone was hanging around and they everyone turned around and they were like we didn't know he could play yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. and so for me uh, it was an opportunity to play the drums to do something that I loved but my upbringing the the, the practical teaching that I received I knew that if I if I was going to do anything, yeah. it had to be unto the Lord. I knew mm-hmm. that at, at a young age, and that was my worship. That was that was taught to me. My parents taught that to me. That whatever you have to offer offer God, that's your that's that's your worship. That's what you give to God. And so, uh, it was something that I knew, and and I think that's what helped. That's what helped you know guide me through through my you know through the years of of, of ministry that I you know. Uh, was able to be a part of ministry, you know, as a young at a young age, yeah. and as I became a teenager, you know, it just things just began to mature in me, and so I answered the call of God at twelve. I, I you know, God had been dealing with me, and I had been writing music and things like that, but I was still a drummer. It was a, a, a it was a process for me, and so as a drummer, you know, I feel like I truly feel like it was like a David experience, yeah. where all my siblings they had grown up, they had moved out, and I was in my room, and as a drummer. You know, I would play the drums in my room. I would have pots and pans, and that was my worship. I would have church. And that yeah. was just that's how I connected yeah. with God. Yeah. Some people they'll just you know, some people you know their ministry is prayer, and they just pray, and they don't have music to accompany them, right. accompany them, accompany them. Excuse me. But for me, music was my ministry. That was how I ministered to God, mm-hmm. and that's how I had. That was where my relationship with God began, and I believe that 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 worship is prayer in full operation. Because it, it is it is you connecting with God in an intimate way, to where you're speaking to Him, yet He's speaking to you. Praise gets you in, but worship uh, takes you to takes you to a place. It gets you to a place where you are with God, and and God begins to impart, and God begins to do things with you, and and then all of a sudden, you you start, you know, you start hearing the voice of God. God starts speaking to you. That's where a lot of my songs come from. Come from me sitting at the piano just praying and worshiping. And then boom, a song would come. In control came that way. You know, um, most of you that, that are watching probably know my story. I was sitting at the piano on a Tuesday night right before service, and I was praying. I was just in a quiet moment with God, just praying, Lord, I love you. And playing, you know, just singing, just just humming a melody. 
And then all of a sudden the song came, and there, and there it was. And then when, when God starts pouring things out on you in worship, sometimes you got to stop and listen. It doesn't mean that you're, that you're not praying, that you're not paying attention. It means that you're, you're, you're stopping to hear God speak to you. You hear what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we can talk so much yeah. to God. Oh, God, I need you. Oh, God, this. Oh, God, that. That's yeah. not truly worship. That's just you talking to God in prayer. But when you start worshiping God and you start telling God the deepest parts of your heart, Lord, you know, all I want to do is be in your presence. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm going through in my life, but I, I just want to be next to you. I just want to be, I, I know that if I can get close to you, that you can speak to me. That, and you start having these intimate moments. It's like being in a relationship with your spouse. Yeah. You know, you, 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 start, you start opening up and being transparent with them in a way to where they can rebuttal and where they can speak to you, where they can, you can share a moment mm-hmm. of intimacy. And, and that, that intimacy brings forth something that's beautiful. And, and you get you get closer with that person that you love. That's the same way it is with God. Yeah. You know, God starts, he starts telling you, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. Now it's my turn to talk. Right. And then that's where, you know, you start, you know, this is like a, a personal worship moment, right? Of course, we have yeah. a, we have intimate settings in a, in a corporate setting, right? To where you're, you're encouraged by the worship that's going on, right. but you're having your, your own right experience right but this is an experience when you're by yourself mm-hmm. this is an experience where god is speaking to you where he's imparting in you and when he does that there's things that are birthed inside of you that come out of you that you i mean you didn't you can't fake it it's just a part of is a part of that moment is it you know what i'm saying yeah. it's, it's something that god puts in you so um growing up that's that's that was my experience you know as a, as a young kid and it never changed it only got better you know, you only grow. Uh, um, you know, there's a song that says, uh, um, I keep falling in love with him over and over and over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. And that song basically is talking about how, how God is the same yesterday, today, for, and forever. So you only get better and better and better and sweeter and sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. And that's how your relationship and your understanding of worship is. Of course, you're gonna, you, as it gets better, you start understanding more. Yeah. You, start, you start seeing more, God starts showing you more. Yeah. But that's the graduation. Yeah. That's the sweeter, that's right. the better, you know, because you start getting more. And so as a drummer, you know, you, you, you just fall in love for me, I was falling in love with God for who he was, not for what I, he was able to, to give me. Um, and I gave that back to him at a young age. I gave drums back to him. And I believe with all my heart that God started giving me things that never really, I never really wanted or asked for. I asked to be used of God. Um, but I didn't know what that looked like. Was there ever a time when you were a drummer where perhaps you felt the call, like maybe a song came to you or yeah. per, that you were maybe hesitant because you were, did you ever say, oh no, no, I'm just, I'm just a drummer. I'm not going to step yeah. into that. Yeah. Or did, yeah. did it take you some time to actually say like, okay, God, like I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take this and whatever you want to do. That's good. It's a good question because it's a part of my personality to be like, you know, whatever I, whatever I'm able to do, I want to do it. I'm, I'm inspired that way. Like, if I can do it, I'll do it. And sometimes I get myself in trouble yeah. and I'll say yes to things that I, that I shouldn't be doing, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But when it came to when it came to, to songs and singing and, 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 you know, I would hear it outside of, of, of you know, you know of, of my, my inner circle, which mm-hmm. was probably just me and God at that point because no one knew that I, I, I wrote songs. No one knew that I liked to sing. Mm-hmm. No one knew none of that. So you kept everyone, it to yourself for a little bit. Right. Everyone yeah. said, you're just a drummer. Literally had yes. someone tell me that. Yeah. Like, hey, man, like, 
what, what are you doing telling me this? You're just a drummer. Yeah. Why, why are you giving me this song? You're just a drummer. Yeah. And literally, I, I mean, I would hate to, I mean, I, I hate to, to admit it, but I, I heard that many times. Yeah. I heard that many times. But you have to, you have to know what you heard from God. You have to know that. You have to be confident in that. And I think it's, let's, let's look at it this way with mm -hmm. David. Mm -hmm. David, he he was isolated, but his isolation wasn't for the sake of, you know, on God's side. His family's side, they wanted him to die. Mm -hmm. uh, if you read, you know, David David wrote some psalms that kind of told his story, that told, yeah. you know, how, you know, how, you know, uh, as the deer panted after the water, my soul has longed for you because he was longing for something, but he wasn't getting it from his dad and his brothers and his family. He had to get it from God. He had to right. he had to redirect what he was missing, and and give it give it to God and, and, and desire from God. Yeah. So uh, a lot of times, you know, uh, I realize in reading about David, David, his isolation was a development process. It wasn't uh, something to where God was putting him in a position to to to. I uh, just isolate him from people to 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 damper and and, and, and to keep his 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 uh, his his gifts from growing. But yeah. no, his gifts were cultivated in his isolation. And so when David was by himself, he got confidence in God because of what he saw develop in his isolation. His music developed in his isolation. He learned how to war not only. Uh, physically, but in the spirit, in isolation, mm -hmm. uh, um, um, he, he learned how to. God was teaching him how to lead and how to protect while he was protecting, leading those sheep. So he had a process of where he was just, he was just, just getting, uh, learning mm -hmm. and and growing. And that's literally what I, I did. You know, um, we had a, a five bedroom home, and all of all of my siblings had moved out, and I'm literally in my room. I got my own room at this point. Yeah. I'm the baby of the family. Before I had to share a room with my brothers, I hated it. Um, every night I would sleep in somebody else's room. I would sleep either <laughs> in my brother's room or or, or my, my sister's room. And we had this fifth room, but it wasn't. It, it was a it was a patio that we turned into a room. Mm -hmm. And I was too scared of sleeping there by myself anyway. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Nah, I'm yeah. good. So as a young kid, you know, as my siblings got older and they left, I would lock my door and I would isolate myself. And I would I would read. I would I would I would write. I would play. Um, I, I had a keyboard. I didn't know what I was doing, but I would record. I had this little recorder and I would put tapes in there. And for those of you that know anything about tape sets, yeah. there was uh, there was these two buttons. You had a play button, you had a record button. Yep, Press time. those two yeah. buttons down and you, you could record. Yeah. And so uh, I would record, man. I would write songs. I had this this journal and I would I would save my money and I would go and buy journals and I would just write, 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 write. And those were the those were my my moments of isolation where God was cultivating something. He was mm -hmm. growing something. He was doing something in me. And so to answer your question, when it came to outside voices, nah, you're not supposed to do this. You're just a drummer. I I had to go back to what I I, I felt and I heard and I and I knew. It's like, no, man, like I know that this was real. I know what I felt in that time when I was with God was real. You know, there's times where I'll be playing and I'll be singing in the presence of God to come in the room. I'm 12, 11 years old, and the Spirit of God comes and I'm crying, I'm weeping. My mom's like, hey, what's going on in there, son? You okay? I'm good, mom. I'm praying. And it, it, and the more 
you know, the more that happened, the more my mom was, she didn't bother me. She knew what was going on. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was just a desire. It was, it was me going after the heart of God. And I believe that's why God called David a man after his own heart, because yeah. he went after God's heart. Mm -hmm. He went after his heart. He was after God's heart. He was looking to, to, to find, God, how, how, can I, how can I get your presence here? How, 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 can I, how can I get to where you are and how can I get you where I am? I just want to be in your presence. And so at a young age, that's, that's, I believe, that's what helped me uh, uh, grow um, as, a, as a musician. Yeah. I wouldn't just say as a drummer because as a drummer, you know, that kind of grew into to me, um, you know, just taking opportunities that came. I never had any single lessons, no piano lessons. I did have, uh, you know, our music director at the time, he did show me a few things and I was able to take what he showed me by the grace of God. Um, and, and, you know, I was able to utilize what I had, uh, but for the most part, these were opportunities that came up. Mm -hmm. I played the drums because first of all, I had a heart to do, I wanted to do that, but it was because we needed another drummer. Yeah. And we had a drummer that was going into other part of ministry. And then yeah. when, when, when I became the music director, I hadn't played one song in my life <laughs> on the piano. And uh, it came to the point to where Wednesday night, I got a call, hey, you're the music director now. I need you to learn three songs for Sunday. And so all of the all of the, the the moments that I that I stepped into something is because the opportunity was there, and I just said yes, okay. And so God gave because I was I allowed myself to be available. And so and that only was birthed in those worship moments, in that time of prayer, in that time of of isolation. And so uh, when those voices did come, and they came. The enemy would tell me, you're not a piano player. Yeah. You're not a worship leader. You're yeah. not a singer. You're not a this. You're not a that. And I, I wasn't, but it was I was available is what I was. And and I believe that God helped me, and he's continuing to help me because I'm st I still don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But God is God is helping me every step of the way to to to, to grow in whatever aspect I am uh, growing in. And so, You know, I, I love um, you brought up David, which is yeah. one, probably one of my favorite characters in, in the Bible. And because and you picked it apart so great that David, yes, David is the only one that holds that title of the, a man after God's own heart. Mm. And because because he was longing, like you yeah. said, what he needed, what he needed to fill in his spirit in his life, he wasn't receiving it from right. the relationships right. that Absolutely. were around him. Absolutely. So because he was craving and he was following God, anything that God would have put in his way he would take right it was leadership i'll take it right you know it was music i'll take it right you know uh poetry i'll take it you right. know it was whatever he was putting it's that is so good he man. was taking it you know yeah and but and i think as because i went through the same thing i went through the same thing i i stayed in this drummer box right for many many years you know i i stayed in this drummer box for many many years and it it, it wasn't until i made the decision for myself to say God, I'm not a drummer. I'm a minister. That's it. I'm going to minister through drumming yeah. or I'm going to minister through, like you said, opportunities. Any opportunity right. that is brought my way, right. if I can minister through that, then then I'm going to do and, it. And that and that's just it. Is it's when you when you realize, look, I'm a worshipper. Right. That's what I do. Yeah. That's who I am. Yeah. And, and and it's like it doesn't matter about your your capabilities or lack of of, of ability. You know, God is what he's looking for. He's not looking for perfection. God does all of that. He, mm -hmm. he works all of that out, right? Yeah. God is looking for availability. He's looking for people that says, look, God, if you could do anything, all I want to do is be used to you. All I right. want to do is just, I mean, my goodness, you know, when, when you see, like you said with David, David probably never thought he would be a giant killer. 
Right. He just had enough sense to know that, well, you know, I serve God. So if, if, if this giant is coming against the people of God, then it's the will of God for this giant to die. Right. He has to die. It, it, was almost, <laughs> it was almost like in his, I'm going to call it man brain, because right. guys are more like just black or white, black or white, right. where it was, he, he had had a relationship with God. So many right. oppositions had come his way, right. and he knew how to conquer them right. through God right. that he didn't, I, I feel that maybe he didn't see a giant. He just saw a problem. That's it. Exactly. You know, exactly. it, it wasn't how many, how, many how high, you know, how tall he is. It was just, we have a problem and I've learned. Right. I've learned, I've learned. on, on yeah. how to yeah. fix this problem. And, and, and that's just it, you know, and, and I keep going back to this isolation thing. You know, it's it's a development, you know, it's it's where God's whole point of, of using us is to bring glory back to him. Right. Yeah. And so when you have that relationship with him and you start growing that, especially at a young age, mm-hmm. I, I think this is important for, for young minister, young ministers, young musicians, that, that those times when you're by yourself, those are important times. Yeah. The reason why is because God is molding you. He's putting things in you. He's building you. And, and this is this is where, you know, the, the parallel that we see with David is that when, when David went against Goliath, you're right, David didn't see a giant. He saw, he saw an issue. He saw a problem. He saw, yeah. he, and, and so David utilized the, the gifts that he had that, that helped him when he was by himself, battles that he won in isolation, battles that he won when no one was looking helped him when everybody else was looking. Mm. And so, and it wasn't for David to get a pat on the back, it was because David understood. Yeah. He knew that, that, you know what, this is how it works with God. This, yeah. is how, this is how it is. And so, you know, when I was, when I was, you know, uh, asked to, to, to be the, uh, it's so funny, because that's, that's how it worked. You know, our church, we had, we had a music director, he was the music director was always the piano player. Mm. The worship leader yes. was always behind the pulpit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so it's like it was like it was a it, it was a gradual thing for me. Yeah. I was on the drums and I went to the praise team because we needed a tenor. And yeah. as most of everyone knows, tenors are hard to come by. Yeah. You know, yeah. um for years and even now I still have <laughs> I still have a, an entire lady crowd. Yeah. So yeah. uh but for the most part you know, we needed a tenor, and I, I start singing tenor, and and then we needed a worship leader. I start leading worship, and then we needed someone to play the piano and lead lead the team. I start doing that, and yeah. and it just just one thing after another. And I think what it was is that I never, I I never planned to do any of that. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Yeah. David probably never planned to nope. do any of that, mm-hmm. but David just planned to serve God. That's it. That was his plan. That was what he wanted to do. Yeah. He just planned. And so sometimes, when you're a worshiper, and that's what you are, that's what you do, uh, you're probably going to end up doing things that you never set on yeah. doing. And so, you know, but it starts with that. It starts with you just being a worshiper. Yeah, and, and I think and I think to be able to do that is you have to tear down that box. Yeah, of sure. That box of, well, I'm, I'm just a piano player. Right. Or I, I just play bass. Right. Or I just do that. Because then when those opportunities do come, you can't see them. You limit yourself. You right. can't see them. Yeah, absolutely. You know? uh, so something I, I wanted, you were talking about when David, he didn't want a pat in his back. Yeah. Um, that's so true because if David was the kind of person that wanted some recognition. He would have told wanted, everybody he was anointed. He, he would have, I mean, yeah. everything that he yeah. did in, yeah. the, in the wilderness or when he was by himself, yeah. 
Yeah, he would have told everyone. Yeah, oh, yeah I slayed the lion. Oh, yeah, I slayed. You know what I'm saying? He so, used it as a testimony, though. He he had to, and that's the beautiful thing about David. And these are so, it's so funny with David because you can peel off yeah, layers oh from David. There's so much. It's yeah. like, man, you know, Saul didn't know that David was anointed. He just saw the anointing on him. Mm-hmm. No, nowhere in the Bible does it say that Saul knew, like Saul knew that he was anointed. He yeah. just he didn't like him because he saw something on him that he was missing. He didn't have anymore. He, you know, God took his hand off of Saul, but his hand was on David. Mm-hmm. And the reason, <laughs> it's crazy, the reason why he tried to, to kill David is because he saw the anointing that was on his life. Right. David's brothers knew he was anointed, but the Bible does never say that David, uh, that, that David's brothers tell Saul about it. Now, it very well could be mm-hmm. that Saul found out. I mean, I, you never know. Yeah, yeah. Point is, is that the Bible didn't say it. Yeah. What I love about it is, is that David didn't say anything about it. He never went around saying, well, I'm anointed to be king. He yeah. could have killed Saul. He could have yeah. killed him. But he didn't go around saying, well, I'm going to be king anyway. So uh, I'll just, no. He said, you know what? Touch, we're not gonna, I'm not going to touch anointed man of God. I'm not going to, that's yeah. God's anointed. I'm not going to. And so David, he was, David had such grace. Even though he was flawed, he had a lot of issues. Mm. But there were some, some tangibles. There were some things that David had. And so uh, when, you're, when you're a worshiper, when you're a true worshiper, you don't have to tell anybody that you're anointed. The anointing just flows off of you. Mm-hmm. People will see it. They'll know it. They'll feel it. Yeah. You know, j- just be a worshiper. That's it. Just be a worshiper. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, as as musicians and uh, people that we surround, I mean, even inside, I mean, if, if you're a musician, if you're a singer, if you work, you know, if you do anything, if you serve anywhere in, in, in the church as something having to do with music, chances are that outside of church, you're, you're always listening to music. You're always paying attention yeah, to sure. noise, you know, just. Yeah. And I, I want to touch on something that you said on how it's so important to seek God in our isolation and to 100%. give give him that give him that place of speaking to us. Right. And I think as as musicians, sometimes it's so hard for us to turn off the sound. You got to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so good. because we we. We're literally living in sound all around us. It, we have choir practice. You got choir practice tonight. You know, right. there's choir practice. There's uh, rehearsals. There's uh, listen life. To, yeah. Listen to this song. Yeah. We got to learn this yeah. song. You know, and you're. Yeah. I mean, also your recreational listening to music. You know, right. so we're there's always music in our minds and our yeah, heads. 100%. You know that I, I do think that sometimes when we devote time with God, we we do need to be conscious about turning it off. Hundred percent. Like to listen to it, to what God. To yeah, I mean, us, you, know? you know, sometimes we get, we get put in situations where we are, and, and you know, when you're again isolated. Yeah. Uh, but you have to have your own spiritual disciplines to where mm-hmm. don't wait for God to isolate you. You need to intentionally have a relationship with God, right. where you can you can get alone, shut everything off, yeah. and just focus on God. One yeah. of the things that I like to do, um, you know. Uh, when you you know my day to day when I come down to the church and go to the office, yeah. you know, no one's no one's there in, in my in my wing of of of, of our campus, mm-hmm. so it's easy for me to to just be able to just be alone, mm-hmm. go sit in my chair, not even go behind my desk, just sit in my chair and just silence and just talk to God. Yeah. And sometimes talking to God doesn't sound like what we're doing right here. Sometimes it's just closed eyes and a moment where you just thinking about yeah. him and just connecting with him mm-hmm. and and you may not verbalize it but there's a, there's something happening and then all of a sudden the spirit of God starts to move in that place where you're at and you're having a moment these moments are created when you shut things off 
when you when you when you dim the lights when you and, and, and I'm talking about physically and, and figuratively you have to dim the lights in your mind of things that's going on in your life you got you gotta you sometimes you know you gotta you gotta cut off what's going on at home you gotta you know because right now I'm in a unique time of my life you know we, we've got a, a, a my son's getting ready to turn four my daughter's five they're going to school this is the first time for us you know with our kids going going to actual school and so you're thinking about that you're thinking about you know, mom at home, homeschooling. Karina's at home, homeschooling. You're thinking about what we're gonna do next week. What, how we're gonna do this? How we're gonna? That's gotta. The lights gotta dim. You gotta dim that down, and you just gotta, cause all of that's gonna come, come back. You gotta, you gotta think about that all day anyway, right? But you gotta take a moment to where that dims down. The morning time is the best time for it, because it gives you what you need to get through the day. You have devotion, and sometimes even after devotion, you just need to have time to where you just let God speak to you. And you just you just stay in that moment, and what that does is that creates that creates a shell, if you will, that when the voices do come, when the, when the stuff starts coming in from the world, and, and you you've got that you got that armor, if you will, yeah. God is God is protecting you, and you've got that that those moments with God, to where it, it helps you, it, it strengthens you, it, it covers you, if you will, and so um, I I do encourage people to 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 you know intentionally isolate yourself, get the get those moments. And, and I know that 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 goes without saying. We need to have spiritual disciplines, uh, where we where we you know we have that time with God. But sometimes you do got to remind people. And unfortunately, it is what it is because yeah. life is so busy. Right. Life is so loud. <clears throat> Things yeah. are so fast paced. Yeah. And it's like you know, oh man, I forgot to pray today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah. to do this today. Yeah. No, that's, that needs to become a part of your life. Right. That's just that's just what we do. That's what I do in the morning. That's that's the that's that's just the way that it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So, anyways. Um, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, no, that, that really makes a lot of sense um, because I know, like, I mean, me growing up, like, like I was saying earlier to you before we started, was you know, uh, I grew up playing drums. I, I grew up just being in, involved in music, you know, all my life. So you know, there was a time when I saw, lead, uh, yeah, leading worship in, in in the drums and playing for the church, just as a something that I come in, I clock in, yeah. and then something, oh, service is done, clock out, right. I'll clock in back on Wednesday night. You right. know what I'm saying? So no, it is really important to have that. Well, that. because it seems insignificant of what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, as a drummer, you're behind, you're in the background. Mm -hmm. You know, if you notice, like physically on the platform, the drums are either. Yeah, this is all you see. Right, you they're, 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 you're in the cage, yeah. and you're either on the right of, right of the, the platform <laughs> or the left of the platform. Right. Or you're in the middle, but you're behind the praise team mm -hmm. and the guitarist, and and so it, it's easy wow. to it's easy to to hide yourself spiritually as well, to be like I don't really need to do very much because no one's even I, I'm I'm just all I got to do is just play. as long as you land on the one, nobody sees you. And and so a, a lot of times, well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. you know, uh, and and here's the deal with it, you know, if you see yourself or if you if you see yourself the way that God sees you. And you and you you understand that, that that what we do is worship as unto God. Whether you're playing the drums, whether you're singing, whether you're in front, or whether you're behind, no matter what you're doing, it's unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. And you, that even goes as for for the the, the person, the, the people that are serving as ushers or greeters oh, yeah. Yeah. In, in, in 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 a, in a service. You know, yeah. this is unto God. This is our worship. This is a part of what we do. Uh, to please God, to, to show Him that hey, this is a part of our worship. This is what I do. This is what I am. You know, I'm a worshiper, yeah. and 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 sometimes it looks it don't it don't it don't look like it don't it doesn't look glamorous. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you offer that back up to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I yeah. First of all, 
I mean, in, in leading worship, and you know this more than anybody, like you're paying attention to so many things oh, that are yeah, happening sure. at the same time. Sure, yep. So many yep. things, you know. Um, but in, 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 in kind of going to different places and, and being in different churches, different conventions, what are some of the fundamental, what are some of the fundamental things that as worship leaders, as someone who's verbally leading people into the presence of God, what are some fundamental things that we should keep um, in the forefront of our minds yeah. as, as we're leading people in the presence of God, no matter what venue you're in? Well, I believe prep preparation is very important. It's key too, and, and of course, you can look at it in the spiritual sense and the practical sense. Mm -hmm. It's like you know having having a well. You're filling up that well, filling it up, filling it up, filling it up. Sooner or later, you don't have to dig so deep to get the water. The water is pretty much where you can just scoop it out because you've been invested in that well. Mm -hmm. Whether that means in prayer, whether that means in in in, in cultivating your gift and learning and things like that, but that does it. It helps you in a life setting. And a lot of times, you know, that, that's called experience, right? And so, but you have to be, you have to be prepared. And, and first of all, you can't lead anyone anywhere you haven't been, right? And so as, as a worship leader, when you're leading worship here locally at my church, um, I'm leading from the piano. And um, I, I'm, I'm the MD, I'm leading worship, I'm, I'm directing the, 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 the team mm -hmm. uh, uh, vocally, uh, as well as the musicians as well, uh, as the MD and then vocally, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a whole lot. And then I'm trying to minister to the needs of the people. Yeah. And so, you know, if you don't have, and I give God all the glory for, for this, man, this is, this is something that I do not take lightly. If you don't have a, a focused mind, you can really miss what God is trying to do. You can really miss, you can have songs you, you know, the musicians say, oh, man, this is going to be dope. You practice, you're ready to go. I'm like, oh, man, it's ready. And then you can miss what God is doing because you're so concerned with yeah. the song and the sound of, of what it sounds like. Sometimes, and I don't recommend this, but sometimes you, you, you as, as I'm playing and, 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 and I, got, I got my talk back here and I got <laughs> my mic here, as you're playing and leading and you're directing, you know, um, sometimes you have to, something's going to have to suffer. And a lot of times it's my piano playing because I'm so focused on making sure that they get ministered to. And, I'm, and I'm, I really do want to make sure that my team knows where we're going. So I, I'm, I'm here and I'm here and, I, and I'm here. Yeah. But sometimes here suffers. Yeah. And, and sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you know, you just gotta, the point of it is I, got, I just gotta practice more. It's yeah. what it really yeah. is. But the thing of it is, is that when it comes down to it, you, you gotta be ready. You gotta know that, that when, you're, when you're leading, you have to be in tune. That's the most important thing for me. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing for me because when it comes down to it, it's the needs of the people that need, you know, the, as, a, as a worship leader and as a worship team, you're kind of getting them ready for the word, right? Yeah, you want to yeah. get them prepared. Yeah. It's like a football team. I heard Brother Durant's. Dude, uh, I, use Durant's. I, Bro, I use that example yes. all the yes, time. Sir. I know exactly what you're going to say. You know, you're getting, the, you're getting your team, the football yeah. team, you know, you're getting them to the red zone. Yeah. And that way the quarterback, the, yeah. the preacher can yeah. just, Take them, yeah. you know. Try to take, take them as take, far as, as you can. Far as you can. Yeah. And, and and so you know, a lot of times when I'm leading, that's my concern. Yeah. You know, of course, you want to be prepared, and you want to be able to, to to sing the right stuff, and yeah. you want to hit the right notes, and, and and anyone that is passionate about what they do, they they they're going to do their best, right? Yeah. But a lot of times, you know, what it comes down to is you making sure that that you that that you're right here. Right. 
And a lot of times you come to church and, you know, you just, it happened to me the other day. You, yeah. you, you hit a cat in the road and you're, you're, you're so concerned <laughs> about that and your car's all, you know, you got, you know, or something happens or yeah. you burn your clothes or, yeah. you know, you, you, you're hangry because you haven't eaten all day. You get what I mean? And it's yeah. like, <laughs> you're fighting through all this stuff. Right. But when you, when you focus on the main thing, when you, when you realize you, you fight through all of that and that's the main focal point yeah. Yeah. is ministering to the people, man. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's amazing. And, and you, actually, when you said that you, you're leading from the piano, there's so many churches out there yeah. that perhaps don't have the praise team. They don't have the full band. You know, they don't. Maybe they're a missions church. Yeah. You know, they're. Right. It's just one person on the piano, and they're trying to lead for. You know, trying to sing. So it's just, a lot of work, just man. Just piano and sing. Absolutely. Even that is probably like, oh my goodness, we got a piano this time. You know, um, but it's it's so powerful what you're saying that you know it, it's it's more than just it's it's more than just playing your focus needs to be right. on the people right you know? and and um no i i think that's powerful i think that's that's um that's amazing no matter if it's a big church a medium church or, or a small church right but how would you encourage someone who perhaps is in this transition phase and mm -hmm. since we're both drummers and we've been talking about example drummers but really when we're talking about drumming i mean people can substitute that with whatever instrument right. they play or whatever voice yeah. they play sure. or whatever it is that they do um but how would you encourage someone who is in perhaps this transition of they can't it, it it's hard to break down this this box yeah you know and like you said maybe there's these outside voices saying oh you're just a drummer you know okay. um you know i don't know how would you encourage that because I, I do believe that there are so many people out there who have so many more skills that yeah. can be developed that God wants to use them for 100%. you know but their you know the the their surroundings their their families their yeah. maybe a church culture right. you know is uh, kind of keeping them in in one place I don't know how, how would you encourage someone to really yeah. step out well first you have to examine your heart and I would encourage to take some time to to really just First of all, if you have a desire to be used of God, you have a desire to do something for the Lord, um, you have to examine that. Well, you know, if, if this is really what I want to do it for, okay, God, this is a good place. It's a good start. Mm. And then and then you, you have to understand that, you know, this stuff don't happen overnight. And sometimes when God calls you to something, it, it doesn't take, it's not going to be an overnight thing, man. And it takes submission. It takes humility. It takes working and going going toward you know what whatever it is that, that that you you know that you see that God is leading you to and so my encouragement is this is to stay close to the heart of God man pray seek the face of God uh, 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 you know uh, sit under the leadership of your pastor um, a, lot, a lot of people they they don't understand the value of that it's biblical man and it's very important yeah. I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I didn't submit to the man of God whether I, I wanted to, you know, there's many times where I wanted to do this and, and it was all for the good reason. Wanted to do that, all for the good, all for the right reasons. Wanted to do that, all for the right reasons. But because I, I, I said okay to my pastor and said okay to God, they, for some reason, my pastor felt that he saw, he, he saw something I didn't see. You gotta have people in your life that can see your blind spots mm -hmm. and, and tell you the things that you don't wanna hear because it can protect you, it can help you, it can, it can actually catapult you to where you need to be. I have ministered on platforms that I never even dreamed that I would ever, I would ever minister on. I'm like, well, how in the world did I get here? Yeah. And, and I truly believe that it that it was 
just due to the uh, the obedience and and I give God glory for that. It wasn't it wasn't always easy, you know. But you know you know you you taking those steps of obedience and just saying, well, I don't know what's going to happen. I know what you told me, God, but I just don't see it happening right now. But when you're patient and you can allow God to just to just push you in that direction, I would much rather have God open the door for me and walk in the will of God than to allow God, than to have God uh, um, um, go with me in a door that I've kicked open for myself. And, and you know, I, I, I want God with me, but I, I, I want to be in his will. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes God, he'll allow you to go through, he'll allow you to go through a door yeah. and he'll say, okay, I'm, I'm here. I got you. Yeah. You know, you're still living for me. You're still, doing, but I don't want that. Yeah. I want the perfect will of God. Right. I, you know, I, there's good. a lot of things that I could have done I, and, and I would have been, I would have been okay, yeah. but I don't think I would have seen, you know, the things that, that I think that God has favored, given me favor to in my life. And, yeah. and uh, I'm so thankful, man. I, yeah. I, did, I can't, you, you, you can't really, there's no way I could take the credit for it because, you know, I, I, and this is just me. I don't have all of the talent. I don't have all of the ability. And, and I, I believe that, that it's, uh, it, it's, it's a testimony of, of, of when you, you just, you just stick with it. Mm -hmm. And I give God glory for that. I'm thankful for, for men of God. And so I encourage you young people, those of you that are out there that are listening or watching, you know, um, you know, examine your heart, you know, stay, stay close to God, pray. Please don't, don't let your talent steer you. Don't let your talent steer you. Cause there's a lot of guys that they'll let their talent steer them. And they think that they, you know, they think that they got it and they'll, yeah. and they'll, they'll go off their talent. And sometimes talent can only take you so far. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't see it, but they'll they'll also see your anointing. If you really, if you have the call of God in your life, and they see the anointing. They'll see that above the talent, and so your your anointing and and your covering will carry you further than your talent will ever will. Yeah. So stay under the covering of your pastor. You know, uh, 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 you know, take that opportunity that you have in that isolation to build your relationship with God, to build your 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 gift, and and to get better. Don't settle, you know, don't settle. And uh, e even to this day, you know, um, I was telling somebody today this, this morning, you know, my, my writing style is changing because I'm, I'm working on getting better. Mm -hmm. I want to get better. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say, oh, you know, in control was great and try to recreate that. No, I, 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 want, I, I want God to give me more. So I've been praying, God, yeah. help me. So I, I've been... I've been trying to, to cultivate that, trying to grow that, trying yeah. to learn and trying to listen to different different styles of of, of 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 gospel music and CCM is in right now. You know, there's a lot of groups in and so I'm listening to different writing styles and I'm like, oh okay, you know, and God is helping me. Yeah. And so that's another thing, you know, cultivate your gift, you know, grow it. But um, you know, and if you do, God will God will bless you. Um, yeah. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, guess, sure. on, the, on the songwriting, maybe on the more practical side. Yeah. I, I do think there's there is a great there's a great movement happening of just original music right now, and mm -hmm. it's it is amazing. It's just you know just you. There, there's a whole there's a lot of lot of people writing original yeah. music, which is great. On the more practical part of it, how do you how do you come about it? I, I guess what is the you know I, I know there's some songs that I mean they're God led and they're yeah. inspired and yeah. you know um, but. I don't know. Speak a little bit on uh, on the process of, yeah. of, of of writing a song and dressing it up and just kind of I don't know. You know, that's help a good people, question. You know, well, I, I think a lot of times when you know people that 
you know, that want to write songs. They they think there's a process. There's like like you sit down, you get your you get your pen, you get yeah. your pad, and and then you 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 uh, have your keyboard right there, and then you have this, and you have that, and you have the, your your Bible open. You have, and a lot of times it doesn't <laughs> work that way. Yeah. And uh, you know, you know, sometimes songs just come organically. Right. I was on the plane uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, and it's uh, on my way to, to go record with Nathan and Rachel French, uh-huh. and um, I simply went to the restroom to wash my hands, and I'm in the mirror. I look in the mirror. Wash my hands. No, no, <laughs> no, no oh, okay. not not quite. But, <laughs> um, and I'll sing a little bit of it, but. It just this song just came sing 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 my soul will sing of your goodness that captured me and i'm like in the restroom in the restroom washing my hands (laughs) and i'm like oh that's cool you know praise god yeah so i go back to my seat and then i pull out my my ipad and i'm like man so i start you know i start typing some stuff i start i type that out and then i get my my phone i've got someone Uh sitting next to me uh, there um, on the because I like to get the aisle seat and I like uh, to stretch my legs. I got long legs sure, and you know yeah. plane rides can be uncomfortable. Yes, yeah, as yeah. you know. So there's 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 this this person I can't remember you know if it was a guy or, or a lady, but they're on the <laughs> they're on the window seat and they're sleeping and I really don't care at this point. <laughs> I mean I've learned over the years like I wrote uh, I love Ty I love love can find yeah. on the plane. Cause I was like, man, I need to finish this song, and so I kind of got over that that uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. And I, I was in the middle seat at that point, and I had people literally they're awake, and I'm like, I look tired, I look low. <laughs> so because if point, you don't record that at that second, you can lose it. Oh my goodness, you I've lost so many things because it. I because I didn't take out my phone. And, and, and you know what? I, I don't care no more. And there's yeah. there's moments like that that happen. So in this moment in particular, I got my phone out, I recorded that, and then I literally, by the grace of God, was able to write basically the entire song in about 15 minutes. And so sometimes it happens organically. It's it's almost like, it's almost like, you know, being ready in season, out of season. Mm-hmm. You have to, you gotta just put that on you. He'll just give you a song. And I'm pretty sure there's people out there that, that experience that as well. Yeah. And there are times where, you know, someone give you a call, hey man, got this song. Um, um, can I send it to you? Okay, yeah. Can you listen to it? Can you, if you feel something, add to it, whatever. Yeah. And there's times where you, you, you do listen and you yeah. sit down and you, you sit down at your keyboard and you, Oh, I like that, or I like yeah, this, yeah. whatever. But a lot of the times when I'm writing, um, it, it, it's it's not a it's not a practical setting where you just write. You know, you sit down and no, yeah, it, yeah. it just happens organically. And yeah. um, and I think that's where that's that's where the special part of it is. You yeah. get what I mean? Yeah. Because you know you can't say you can't say that I, I worked for this. Like, oh man, this is this is me. No, right, right, God right. gave that to me. Yeah. You know. Um, and that's so that's so important. You know, there's times where you have to work for it, but you have to remember where it comes from. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, anyways, um, you know, I, I would just recommend that you know you just you, you just you know if, if you don't have if you don't have that yet, you know if you don't have that yeah. that that where God pours it out on you, and you have to sit down and write. I would definitely recommend having those moments because yeah. that's where they come. You know, yeah. that's where those songs come. You have those moments where you're by yourself. And you shut everything off. You don't want it because there's times it's so funny. Back in the day, I I would turn on a song so I could get inspired, and I listen to it like, <laughs> oh man, okay, now I want to. And you, you don't want that. You want something organic. You want yeah. a real, you know. Not and just so, that, but then you'll start like adding on to the melody of the song. Right, exactly. Yep. Yeah. I've had that happen several times, but um, <laughs> you know, I, I've you know, as you learn and as you grow, yeah. you know, that stops. You know. 
But yeah, and Sharon McKee said something that I think is dead on. I think for somebody to write a song it, or develop a song, develop right. a, it's so much more easier now than ever before. Yeah. Because, for example, our phones. Yeah, you know, sure. I mean, before, I don't know how people did it. You know, they just had to remember and, you <laughs> that, know, just yeah. write it down and yeah. the melody. Well, hopefully I can remember when I get home or whatever it is. But it's more, it's so much easier now than it's ever been. Oh, absolutely. To, you know, just pull out your phone and just record a memo. I mean, right. I, I, there's times where I have a beat in my head, in my head and I'm just like, nah, 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 yeah. you know, I'm just, yeah. just because I, I don't want to forget it. And you absolutely. will forget it. Like we said, it, 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 we will forget it. But, bro, absolutely. thank you so much. Man, absolutely, for, man. Love talking with you. Praise love God. conversating with you. And I'm sure there's so much more that we can talk about and, you know, just kind of like we can continue talking about songwriting. And, yeah. And what was the first? OK, last question. It just popped in my head. What was what was the song that you wrote that got perhaps you got the thought and said, oh, wow, like this is this is something like yeah. I can I can do this. Like, yeah, um, I was a teenager. Um, I believe I was in high school. Um, and I was coming home from school and, um, it was my senior year. Mm. It's my senior year. And, um, uh, I was coming home from school and I'm at the bus stop and, uh, all of a sudden, man, this, this melody hits my head and it was, it was Israel inspired, mm. you know, Israel Holden, you <laughs> know, uh, it sounded like something that, you know, that he would have probably written or something like that and yeah. sometimes you have to use the inspiration that you have you know yeah and it, it, the song was called my heart cries for you we still sing this song to this day yeah. and um, I was at the bus stop and I'm crying man. I got tears in my eyes and I'm like my heart cries for you my heart cries for you my heart cries for you here I am I'm weeping and I don't care who's watching me man yeah, I'm yeah. just there and um, I'm like man this is special so I sent it to our music director and at the time, and, and I'm like, dude, we gotta do this song. He's like, yeah, let's do it. So we ended up doing it. And uh, uh, I, we taught it to our choir, our choir did it. And then we ended up going to Praising the Mountain. For those of you that don't know what that is, that's uh, we have a Six Flags here, it's an amusement park. Yeah. And uh, we have like a, a, a gospel fest, if you will, where we have a bunch of groups that come together and we do a huge concert and everyone mm -hmm. from California to come and they, you know, we had to have a good time. So our, our group was asked to, to go one year and we we did that song and I'm on the drums I wasn't even singing it yeah and I'm on the drums and, I, and, and I'm crying I'm like wow like this is crazy like wow. and I, I'm seeing God use my song and and I'm like man there's thousands of people here mm. at this event and I'm like this is crazy and it's so funny because the same event it was actually the same venue uh, is where I, I um, sang in control for the first time and um, wow. and it's like you know, how, how God makes things happen, you know, how he yeah. brings it full circle, if you will. Yeah. You know, um, I felt God speak to me when I wrote In Control. Um, and it was funny, it was that same night that I wrote it, I, I hit up my producer and then I hit up, I can't remember, oh, I hit up James Wilson. Uh, and I said, bro, God gave me this song. I really feel like this song is special and what have you. And so anyways, that same night, I messaged the people that, that I was, uh, that had invited me to, to, to do that venue mm -hmm. uh, and I was like hey I'm going to do a new song is it okay uh -huh. is that cool if I do a new song and they were like yeah bring it whatever and that was in control and so you know it was my heart cries for you that I believe brought together that whole moment it really did bring it full circle yeah. because I was able to do that same song yeah. at that at that facility or that at that venue and, and I was able to do you know in control there where I felt like 
this song was going to change, which it did. It changed everything for me. Yeah. It really did. Um, and so I'm thankful. I'm thankful, man. God knows what he's doing. And so, yeah. but that's my story, man. That's cool. Now, and, and we've sang that song before. And honestly, until now. Oh, I, my, I th- wait a minute. I, I thought that song you was called. You interpreted it. Yeah. I thought that song Whoa. was called Here I Am. Yeah, it's okay. For the longest time until now. That's I didn't know that. crazy. So here we go. <laughs> it's so crazy. This is nuts. Yeah. I hit you up one day and I said, uh-huh. hey, bro, can you change this song into Spanish? Can you interpret yeah. Can you translate it? Yeah. That's crazy. And I, I remember, I and remember we sang that. it. They asked me to lead worship at a Section 2 thing. And I sang, wow. I thought you were going to be there. Mi corazón, clamate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, we, and we sang it there. At, oh, and it was cool, crazy. dude. Oh, my goodness. I remember when I first heard that song. That's crazy. Actually, when I first heard that song, we were preparing for HYC. I, think, I want to say 2010. Wow. We were going to do it, and we were in practice. And I remember I told, I told somebody, like, hey, like, so where can I hear this song? Because, I mean, I had to go home and learn it. Wow. And yeah. then um, they're like, okay, yeah. Because I, I think we attached it to an Israel song. <laughs> uh, I forgot what song that's we attached funny. it to. But that's when they told me, oh, I don't know, Frankie wrote it. I was like, oh, man. That's crazy. And I remember cool. you hitting me up. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. crazy. Because I wanted to wow. do it at our church. Praise so God, yeah, man. No, that's, that's so cool. That's awesome, bro. That, oh, that is man. so cool. I can tell you that that song. And I tell you one more story. Yeah, um, I was working with Aaron Barbosa, uh-huh. and we were, you know, we had a bunch of songs that that were laid out, and and he was like, hey, can we, you know, can we use some of these songs for, for some of the artists? Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a song, uh, can't remember the name of it now, but uh, he he gave it to one of the artists, and and he translated it into Spanish, and um, I ended up going to the the album release concert and sang it in Spanish with you know with this artist. And, um, you know, I'm this black guy that's singing Spanish and everybody's like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> and so I get calls after that. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't sing in Spanish. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, can you come to our church and sing, you know, sing that song in Spanish? Yeah. So I'm having on the fly to, to learn this whole song, learn wow. everything in Spanish. And then I was like, I think that's when I hit you up. I was like, yo, I need you to translate this yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like the easiest song that I could learn. So. Yeah. I did those songs everywhere I went, bro, yeah. and I think I did like five churches, Damn, and I did like a little, a little uh, um, Spanish ministry tour, if you will, <laughs> and I did those two songs, and uh, even to this day, when I when, when I do when I go to churches that have bilingual ministries, I'm able to do those songs. It's yeah. funny, I just did it. So I did it last Sunday, you know, at a oh, church, did you? <laughs> and the church knew the song, and I was like, wow, that's really so cool. cool. Praise man. God. 